Welcome to the Run Back to Jesus podcast, where we are going to let go of all the weights holding us down and run the race God designed us for. Okay, this week we are going to have a very special guest on the podcast. My hope and my prayer as we grow this podcast is to bring people to you of faith, people who have faced struggles and people who have found their way back to Jesus and share their story. And so today I am so honored to have my very special friend, Nicole, here with me. Nicole, welcome to the podcast. Thank you, Ashley. It is so fun to have you here. So Nicole and I actually, we kind of grew up the same area. We always lived by each other, but did not know each other. Nicole and I first connected through health and fitness. Um, She came into my health and fitness life and we did that for a little bit. And then Nicole kind of, she went through the season of life where she just had a lot going on. And we're going to talk about that today. And she came back to me when I had made this post on Instagram. It was a story talking about doing a book study for the book by Jenny Allen, Nothing to Prove. And she reached out to me. And so many times people reach out. They're like, I want to do this with you, but then they just fall off or they don't show up. And Nicole, she showed up every time we had a meeting, she was here. And we've we've done the book study, Bible study, and just so honored to have her in my life. So Nicole, I want you to tell everyone a little bit about yourself from about four to five years ago, what life looked like, what you were doing for career, your family, and maybe even a little bit about where your faith journey was back then. Yeah, sure. So four to five years ago, I was working full time as a physical therapist at a local hospital here. I had two young kids and life was pretty easy. We were just you know, kind of living the American dream at the time. Faith-wise, I know like in the college days, it got pretty shaken. Wasn't going to church, wasn't really thinking about God at that point. And then we started having kids and that just all changed for me. Especially after having our second, I really started to kind of dive back into my faith a little bit more. Started going to church more, reading books about Christian living. And I felt my, my faith was at a pretty good place at that point. You know, I was putting in the effort to get up early in the mornings, you know, pray the rosary, dive into scripture, all of that. And then we found out we were pregnant with a third. Everything went really well with the pregnancy, pretty similar to the other two. And then when she was born, it all kind of took a turn. She wasn't breathing. Sometimes when you work at a hospital, it's not a good thing. They, you know, call the codes overhead, you know what it means, and all you can think about is, that's my little baby, and is she going to be okay? Unfortunately, they were able to get her stabilized and in a good place. She had to be transferred to the NICU. They discovered she had a congenital defect in her nose. Because of this, she could not breathe on her own. She had to be on a ventilator. Through that first initial, those first initial days in the NICU, my faith definitely is what helped me most. You know, I continued to lean into praying the rosary every morning, reading the scripture, and just just praying in general you know, to help our baby girl and you know get her in a good place so we could take her home. Yeah, and this was something you guys were not expecting going into this delivery, correct? No, not at all. Yeah, so it was kind of just thrown at you this whole whirlwind. And then what kind of happened from there as far as did she recover? Mm-hmm. How did she do? And what did that next phase of your guys's journey look like? That next phase got pretty difficult. 
it was just like one thing after another started happening. She ended up, she had to have surgery uh, to repair that defect in her nose. The day afterwards, she began having seizures. They had to reintubate her. It was just really scary. They ran lots of tests over the next few days. And a few days later, we found out that there was an incident during the surgery where they accidentally punctured into her brain tissue that caused some bleeding and led to the seizures and just a lot of other unknowns, unfortunately. This is the point when I really started to feel my faith get shaken. Mm-hmm. It just was a lot harder to get myself up and say those prayers and dive into the scripture when we literally went through hell. Yeah. And what what were you like? Did you have any thoughts towards God during the season? Like, did you just feel like the prayers weren't working or were you just so exhausted you didn't want to get up and pray? It was more just feeling just so exhausted yeah. at that point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so over the next couple of years, this continues to kind of be an ongoing thing. Mm-hmm. She continues to have seizures. Yep. Um, you guys have had, I remember just even my time knowing you multiple hospital trips mm-hmm. and kind of work up to this place where sh- you guys were earlier this spring. Do you want to share a little bit about that? So, yeah, kind of like Ashley said over the last three years, it was a lot of in and out of hospitals, a lot of surgeries. She started having some pretty significant seizures starting in like, uh, I would say end of summer of 2020 which we all know 2020 was a hard year anyways. Mm-hmm. Um, on top of it, we were dealing with all these seizures too. And they unfortunately just kept progressively getting worse to almost a year later. She ended up being in the hospital for about two weeks, had to be put into a medically induced coma to get her out of a seizure. So that was obviously terrifying. We went through multiple trials of medication. Nothing seemed to be helping. And we were kind of left with the best option was another surgery, which obviously is not what we wanted to hear. And it was a big surgery. It involved essentially turning off half of her brain. It still amazes me to this day that that can even be an option and that she can still thrive. And so, yeah, so we underwent that surgery in April. And after 60 days in the hospital, she's now home. We're still doing a lot of rehab, but she is walking short distances again. She just started going to preschool a couple weeks ago. She's really, really exceeding our expectations so far. Yes. And it is it has just been from an outsider watching your guys' story and looking in just where she went. And I remember after that surgery, you sharing videos and just watching the little bit of her finger move at first was just so amazing. And now seeing her walk, will you also share the story of when she walked into preschool, what she said? Oh, yes. So her first day of preschool, we're walking in and she starts saying, I did it. Yay. I did it. And just, yeah, cute tears. Yes. And boy, did she, because earlier this spring, she wasn't even able to walk, which is just so beautiful. Now you had worked up to, I have seen a change in your faith up until this point to the surgery, but can you take us back kind of in the midst of one thing after another hospitalization after another kind of just all this weighing on you, where was your faith journey and what were some of the struggles that you experienced when all this was just kind of piling in? Yeah. 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 It's really hard when you think things are going to be okay. And it just seems like one thing after another just starts crashing in on you. We've had so many unexpected hospitalizations with her, so many unexpected surgeries that she's had to go through. And after a while, it just gets exhausting 
And for me, I got to a point where I just was very angry with God. Why us? Why did we get chosen for this life? It was really difficult to endure at times, especially July of 21. That hospitalization was really, really hard, not only with dealing with getting her out of the seizure, ICU psychosis, which was horrible. You walk in the room and your daughter is terrified of you because she doesn't know where she is. It's, yeah, really, really hard. I, I mean, I can't imagine going yeah. through that. I, I know at some point you started to go the other direction and mm-hmm. you started to kind of get back into your faith. What was it that kind of started to trigger that for you? Um, honestly, for me, I was just so unhappy in my life. I was so angry at God, and I was trying to comfort myself with other things, and it just, it was making me more unhappy, and I just, I knew something had to change. Yeah. And so what did that look like for you? What what did that look like? Kind of going from before you had your third baby, being mm-hmm. at church and praying, and even in the beginning of that, to getting to this place where you're just mad and angry at God, and then... I know I need to change. So if someone's there right now, I guess share a little bit about what that looked like for you and how you just started to put God back into your life. Actually, probably you don't even know this, but you were part of that. (laughs) I had reached out to you in that season and I, well, I had asked you if you knew of a therapist that I could possibly get in touch with. And then you led me to Jenny Allen's book, Get Out of Your Head. And reading that book really changed everything for me right there. Yeah, She's amazing. And I know yeah. we've done all, almost all of Jenny's Bible studies. And um, well, it's an honor to be a part of your story. <laughs> and just watching you grow has inspired me. And, and I I see the work you did. And, and looking back at that now, kind of the work you did leading up, how did that make this decision of going to this last surgery, because this was a major decision. Like you Mm -hmm. said, basically they are going in and turning off half of her brain to stop these seizures. And how did growing your faith get you to this point where this decision, it wasn't easy, but I think at the end of the day, it was much easier than it could have been because of your faith. Can you share a little bit about that? Yeah. I mean, it really came down to, I had to put my full trust into the process and If I wouldn't have had my faith at that time, it just would have been so much more difficult being able to pray about it and just, yeah, just talking to God and asking him what is the best thing for her. And in the end, it did become a pretty easy decision because she just continued having seizures. She started regressing. Um, She wasn't, you know, talking as well. She wasn't walking or running as well. So I feel like he just kind of helped lead us there in the end. Yeah. When you look back on those seasons where maybe you were mad or angry at God, or maybe you didn't even feel him, are there any times where you can look back and see where he was working and you just weren't aware of it? Yeah. Good question. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I guess looking back, yeah, I could say if I would have been maybe looking for it, I would have seen it. One thing I can think of off the top of my head when she was in the hospital, July of 21, there was a moment I had to just get out of the hospital room and stepped outside for a few minutes, took a little walk and noticed a gentleman sitting on one of the park benches and something inside me just told me to go up and say hi to him. And I did. And like two hours later, we had enjoyed a cup of coffee together and just talked about life. And that's just exactly 
what I needed that day. Just some conversation with a good person just to kind of get my mind out of out of that moment. I love that. Yeah. I love that you kind of just felt that that nudge to do it and you listened. Yeah. yeah. When you when you look back, what do you think God's biggest message was to you during this period of this hardship in your life? I think to slow down. I've always been the type of person to sh- like strive to do more and want to do more. I don't know if I was kind of taking advantage of the small things in life, but yeah, definitely with this season, he's kind of forced me to just slow down. Um, you know, I'm now staying at home with kids instead of working outside of the home. Yeah, just taking in those little moments each day um, that I was missing out on before. Yeah. As so now you're a busy mom. Yeah, I mean, stay at home moms are not just <laughs> sitting at home not doing anything. You're a busy mom. You got two older kids, plus you take care of Elise and all of her appointments. Um, what would you say to a busy mom who she just struggles to find time to put God into her life? Like, what are your best tips for finding that relationship with God and then also managing kids in the house and all yeah. the other things that kind of come along with it? Yeah, I mean, for me, I do like to get up early, start my day with a little scripture reading, some prayer, if that's not in the cards for you, even just simple offerings throughout the day, like while you're folding laundry, doing those dishes, um, running the vacuum, just offering that up to God, thanking him for just letting you be in this moment and serve your family and yeah, just being thankful for where you're at. Just yeah. practicing gratitude. Yeah, I think so many times we overcomplicate it. Like yeah. you feel like you have to sit down for an hour and read your Bible or do mm-hmm. certain things. And I think like you said, it's just taking God with you through the day. And yeah. just that gratitude is so helpful. And just those little things, just to acknowledge his presence, I think is huge. Mm-hmm. Um, or even just like when the kids are going crazy. I know for me, it's just like this deep breath. and like, Jesus help me, <laughs> like, yeah. you know, just like yeah. asking his peace to come over you, I think is helpful. Yeah. If there is a mom out there or any person out there who's just, they're in that hard season. They feel like the world is just weighing in. Maybe they're not sure if God's listening or maybe they're angry at God. Is there any piece of advice or just anything that you would share with them in this season? Mm -hmm. I guess, first of all, it's okay to feel angry. Don't beat yourself up over feeling angry at God. It's just kind of... I don't want to call it normal, but I I think it's just kind of a a reaction that comes naturally when things are going wrong. So, I mean, acknowledge that anger and then in the same sense, just remember that God truly is there for you, even if it doesn't feel like it in the moment. And just lean into your faith, listen to your gut. Usually that's God talking to you. And if you feel like you're at a point where you can add prayer back to your life, go for it. Ask God for forgiveness and just lean into him. Yeah. I think that's something we've talked about a lot in our Bible study too, is God's not afraid of you being mad at him. God's not afraid of you being angry or coming to him. He just, he wants you to come to him because, and I think it's, it's gotta be so hard when you're in that place, but when you see him, he is a good God and he loves you and he hurts with you and he is that sense of comfort and not afraid of, of you feeling that way. So like you said, that's nothing to kind of be ashamed of. Bring it to God because he will help you through it. Community has kind of become a thing we've talked about a lot too. So how has, as you've gone through this season, how has finding the right community been helpful to you? Yeah, that's been huge. Um, First of all, our just main community, all the help that we got when Elise was in the hospital this past spring, um, just from people reaching out, asking how she's doing, 
uh, to sending gift cards for us for food and gas. And, you know, we just we really felt a lot of love from everyone around us. And then the other thing, as Ashley talked about, the book studies and Bible studies we've been doing, we've been able to just form a really great group of girls. And the more Bible studies we do, the closer I feel like we get. And it's just so great having people that you can come to and not be afraid to be open and honest with and shed a few tears if you need to and just lean on each other because life is hard. It doesn't have to be something as drastic as we went through. Everybody needs somebody to lean on. Yes. And I think we really found that one of Jenny Allen's Bible studies is find your people. And we just worked through that one. And it's so eye-opening just how good it is to have a core group of people that are going to help you run back to Jesus. And that's what you guys I know have done for me. And it's, it's been such a blessing. So for another faith-based mom, like what are your favorite faith-based resources, whether that be, um, devotionals, Bible Mm -hmm. studies, what is it that you gravitate to the most or just the favorite things that have helped you? Yeah. So right now I have a devotion devotional that I'm using. It's a whole year one. It's all about women going through tough seasons. So that's been a great one for me. I've really leaned into that. The other thing is these Bible studies. Getting deeper into scripture has just been really helpful to figure out what is my purpose in life and, you know, how does God want us to live our lives? Another thing I've always loved and talked about earlier was praying the rosary. It's just very calming to me, just meditating on those beads. And then I would say the other big thing is just having some quiet time with God in the morning, even if it's just five minutes, just kind of sitting there with my eyes closed in silence and just whatever comes to mind, bringing it to him. Yes. I love that. I feel like I preach just that time in the morning so much, but I think, like you said, it doesn't have to be long, just enough to have his, you know, ways work into your heart before you start your day, I think is so helpful. So Mm -hmm. those are all great. And we'll, um, we'll get that devotional you're using and put it in the show notes for everybody in case they want it. Cause that sounds like such a good one. Do you have any, anything else you want to share anything else on your heart or anything else that from your story you want to leave here today? Yeah, I mean, I think the biggest thing is you don't have to be perfect in all this. Um, I still go through up and down times where I'm not always putting my focus on God when I should be. You know, life is tough. Things come up. But I truly do find my most peace and joy in my life when I put that effort in. I love that. Yeah, because I feel sometimes we put that pressure on ourselves just to be perfect or Oh, if I don't do it just this way, you know, I why even try? But like you said, it's it's just showing up. It's just coming back every time you fall. And and like you said, putting the effort in. It's not I know for me, it's not something that comes natural. Like I just don't always think of God first. It it takes work. And I think that that's something that's that's okay to talk about because it takes work and effort. Just like anything worth having, it's going to take some work. So don't be afraid to put in that work. So I love that. Nicole, we always end in prayer on the podcast. So would you like to end in prayer today for us? Sure. Um, So I just pray that you go forth on your day today and just try for a few minutes and 
put God in your life when you're doing those little mundane tasks and just seek out his goodness and know that you don't have to be perfect um, and that he will always be there for you. Amen. Nicole, thank you so much for being here today. You're welcome. Your story is so inspiring. We are so honored to have you. This was so much fun. And thank you for being here. Yeah, you're welcome. Well, we have absolutely enjoyed sharing Nicole's journey with you guys today. We are going to put the link to her blog and her social media links in the show notes. So if you connected with Nicole and her message, or you know someone who has been through a hard season, especially with a child or an illness, feel free to share her information and hopefully they can find some strength and encouragement through her story. As always, thank you so much for being here and we'll see you again next.